0: Good evening, good evening, good evening. Um whew, I took a what some people would call a sabbatical. <laughs> I took a break y'all. I took a break. Um I have so many irons on the on the stove right now. Um and so I'm trying to manage some things. I got some projects that I'm working on. Um me and my friends are doing some restaurant reviews and so um we have a facebook page up it's called PRK foodies so if you want to go and see what we have we only have a few things out there now mind you we've been eating together for the last 5 to 6 years since we've been working together and so we're going to go to some of those places um as well or um uh, you know just kind of tell you what some good places to eat um, right now in the Austin area, but also Dallas and Fort Worth and um, the the Metroplex, of Houston, wherever we may um, get some food, right? So anyway, um, there's that. And then I have a certification I'm coming up with uh, coming up on um, in April. So that if you want to know about that, you're going to have to check out my podcast because I'm coming or check out my Uh, Instagram or Facebook page. Um, Anyway, so I'm working on that. And then I have another friend that I'm doing uh, podcasting with as well. And her and I are starting this uh, venture. So you'll see. um, ah, I appreciate the support I have now already, uh, but I'm getting ready to launch uh, an LLC. And so we'll see how that turns out. So Anyway, so that's what I've been doing, Uh, a whole bunch of things, plus reading, (sighs) dealing with life in general, period. Um, So let me just say this. So we live on the outskirts of Austin. Um, Me and my husband both work in Austin, um, and Austin is growing. Austin is the new... um, Tech world that's becoming the new tech world. Tesla is moving here. Um, the owner of Tesla is already here. Um, Amazon is kicking butt here. I'm telling y'all right now, Amazon. If you don't have a job, <laughs> you haven't applied for Amazon. Just throwing that out there. They're everywhere. Um, let's see what else. Um, it's some other companies coming here. You know, we have Apple already. Um, It's a lot. We're building a soccer stadium. UT is getting a new stadium. We got a lot going on. Downtown is looking like a real city, like high rises are going up all over the place in Austin. Um, And still at the moment, we have a homeless uh, problem issue. Um, They're trying to address that by uh, the city uh, purchased a couple of hotels and things like that. Um, I'd like to see what they're going to do with that. I know San Antonio has this uh, center that is privately owned, um, but it's for the homeless. Um, It has an outdoor area. It's a really uh, big fenced in area. I can't remember the name of it, Um, but um, it's it's really big and it's really nice. And so I would love to see Austin do that. I know Austin has um, a little plot of some man had, or some person bought a little plot of land and um, the, the homeless go there. But people come to Austin because Austin is a city and in the city you have services. And so a lot of people are directing their homeless to Austin because Austin is booming But I'm telling y'all, Governor Abbott is about to squash that. I feel it in my spirit. He is about to squash that. Now, um, you know, it's easy to fight the city and the city council and the city managers over this, that, and the other. But trying to convince the governor um, that the homeless should be able to, you know, we got to find a way to fix it. But in the meantime, when you have businesses coming and you're building up, and things are happening in the city to build up the city of Austin, we definitely have to do something about the homeless population. Because let me tell y'all something: they are everywhere, and it's so unsafe. Safe? Um, they're under highway bridges and um, 183. They got that on lock, right? Everywhere they're everywhere, and. Um, Something has to be done to it, Um, hopefully um, in a humane manner, of course, but something has to be done. Um, Austin is jumping off. People are coming here, like even in my neighborhood, I the prices are doubling for houses right people are selling their houses and they're making a cool half a million you know what i mean up to a million depending on how much space you got in your house or whatever um it's tempting it's very tempting <laughs> you know so anyway that's going on um central texas is coming back to the to itself uh, the weather is coming back it's very nice uh right now um again there's only hot and hotter Um, This is our winter. Our winters consist of 60 to 70 degrees weather. That's all I'm saying. That's what I've seen since I've been here. But, you know, it is what it is. So we'll see what happens. Um, Listen, Cali is taking over Austin. That's all you need to know. They're coming with the money. The jobs are coming here, and people are buying it up. Thank God we've been here um, seven years already going on eight, so um we 're on lock right now, but we 'll see what happens so anyway, moving on, uh, I want to talk about a couple of series and movies that i 've seen let 's just jump right in coming to America came, and I loved it um i 've heard some people dog it, trash it, you know, but let me tell you what I liked about it. It was very much uh nostalgic um you had a lot of the same characters. Um, The girl who played Lisa McDowell, she was still there. James Earl Jones, still hanging out. Wesley Snipes. Come on. They brought Wesley in. That was so cool. Arsenio as Simi. Um, Oh, I guess she was in there. No, Mika. I don't know who Mika is. Mika was new. Leslie Jones. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I absolutely love Leslie Jones, and she did not disappoint. Uh, John Amos was there. Um, they had, um, what's his name? Jermaine Fowler, who played Lavelle, who was um, Eddie Murphy, Akeem's son from in the States, by Leslie Jones. Okay, sweet. Uh, Tiana Taylor came in. Um she played bopato bopato um she was the girl who did the barking that was in the first coming to america um and she played the role of i don't have any goals outside of you the king uh the the prince um and so anyway that was good um they brought in um ratima ratimi I, he played on um power. And he was the one who turned against uh, the brother. So Louis Armstrong was in there. Uh, Garcia Bouveia, you know, the one that played on the Jamie Foxx show. Um, Oh my God. Paul Bates, the guy who sung, um, she's a queen to be child. You know, he blew it up again, right? Um, And so those, it was just so good to me. I, Totally and completely loved all of it. Um, Tracy Morgan was in there, uh, Vanessa Bell Calloway was in there, Rick, Rick Ross. I didn't see Rick Ross, maybe I missed him. I'm pretty sure he was in there. Um, Linnell. I listen, I love the fact that there were comedians in there. Uh, Morgan Freeman. Um, Lola Adams Adamson, I don't know who that is, but she was in there. So it was, it was, listen, other than, um, Louie, I didn't see any other white men except for that one person. Gladys Knight was up in there. Um, God, Trevor Noah. I mean, it was, it was really good. I don't know some of these other people who were in there, but I thought it was really, really good. Um, Oh, Colin Jost as Mr. Duke. I don't know who that was. Matumbo was in there. Thought that was pretty cool. Um, but it was just really, really good to me. Um, my husband and I enjoyed it. Um, it just brought back memories of the first one. Uh, I love that um, a king did not leave his son, but he brought his son back home to the kingdom. Um I love that his son was like him and he wanted to find love. He just didn't want to marry whoever was um you know betrothed to him or anything like that. I thought that was great cuz like everybody wants love, right? Everybody wants to be in love with the person who they are to marry in my opinion. That's just my opinion. And so it was really good. It was really uh good. I liked that uh, the night that um that Eddie and um uh, Arsenio went out in the first one they had all the date the people you know he he brought to uh <laughs> to Eddie to date and they brought the twins back on there oh my god it was hilarious i think it was um it was salted Pepper did I see salt and Pepper? I don't know. It was really good. It was good. I know some people didn't like it, but it was good. And so I appreciate what Eddie did. Eddie Murphy's daughter was in there. Um, and I just really enjoyed the movie itself. I enjoyed the storyline. I enjoyed seeing their faces. I enjoyed... Uh, The music, they had really good music in there. And um, so I enjoyed it. I don't know what everybody else um, felt about it, but me and my husband enjoyed it. So that's all that matters for me right now. Um, You know, people like what they like and what they don't, they don't, uh, for whatever reason. So um, if you have Apple TV um, if you've bought an Apple product within this year, they're giving away a year of Apple TV. That's how I got it. But my daughter has always had Apple TV. So they have a series on there. Um, and the na- the name of the series is C S E E. And, um, it's a, it's talking about, um, you know, people have, have no vision and then the people who do have vision, it's a very limited amount of people, right? Um, Jason Momoa is in there, and so we all know who that is. That's um what's her name? Uh y'all know. <laughs> y'all know. Denise. Denise, right? <laughs> Denise from um what's the what's the show with Bill Cosby? Y'all know. Okay. And Alfrey Woodard was in there. Love Alfrey Woodard. Listen, Alfrey is out there still doing things. I think Alfrey is like 70 years old. Like, girl, you better go and do your thing. But, you know, listen, it's really a good series. It almost reminds you of Game of Thrones. If you have seen Game of Thrones, you would really like this. I think um, there's some diversity in there. Oh, it's so good. It's, a, it's just a different way to tell a story. So it's very intriguing. So I, it captured me after the first or second one. And I was like, oh, I'm hooked. I'm in here. I'm already waiting on season two to come out. So, um, you know, every every time you look at a movie, you're like, is this based off a of novel? And it's not even based off a of novel. I don't know who exactly uh, the writer is. You can look that up. But it's called C and it's uh you can look and uh, find that on the Apple TV. Um and so I absolutely love that. So I enjoyed that. Um and I think I, I've been watching a couple of things but that's one of the things that um I really enjoyed um it was a great movie. So I think I talked a little bit about this. This is not a movie. But the fact that um, <laughs> in two days, Texas is going um, maskless. You, you don't have to have your mask on publicly. Now, let me help you out because private businesses can uh, make you wear those to come into their establishment, aka H-E-B. H-E-B is a grocery store in the Central Texas area. They are not playing with you, okay? Now, for me... As for me, I heard, I saw this on Facebook. As for me and my house, we're going to wear our mask, okay, because people are still nasty. Um, So for me, it's not even about just getting sick or whatever. Um, People are just nasty. And um, I want people to continue to work on their hygienic ways, <laughs> uh, continue to, you know, hone those skills and keep them up, you know. Um, Because sooner or later, I'm pretty sure they're going to talk about everybody going back to work in the building. Now, some people have already said, listen, we're just going to stay like we are because it's working, right? I totally and completely concur with that, right? So we'll see. Um, It'll be what it will be, people. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Something else I heard. um, Oh, and since we opened up, okay. Okay. You, of course, in Texas, we're like, what are we opening up for? Everybody else? Nope. Let me tell you something. Alaska, Arizona, uh, Georgia, Idaho, Iowa, Mississippi, Missouri, Montana, Nebraska, North Dakota, Oklahoma, South Carolina, South Dakota, Tennessee, um, and you know Florida, right? Florida's trash. I I know some of y'all going to be mad, but... (sighs) Something always going on in Florida, and it ain't always good. Um, but Florida is Florida. Florida reminds me a lot of Texas. They want to do what they want to do, and, um, you know, everybody can pay the price later or whatever. So, anyway, that's going on. And so um, people are getting their vaccinations. Some people are saying, no, I'm not getting it, Getting my vaccination. A lot of people are waiting on Johnson & Johnson because they say that's a one-shotter. Um, and so it we'll see what happens. We'll just see what happens. But um, listen, Texas, I, oh my God, this weekend is going to be a hot mess. I already know it. So in Austin, we have a famous street called, it's 6th Street. 6th Street is going to be like a peach a Petri dish. I know it is of people. They're going to just be everywhere. People are so excited to be able to go out and not have to wear a mask. I am so not mad at them. I don't like wearing a mask, even though my mask is cute. I don't enjoy wearing a mask at all. Absolutely not. Um, if you, you know, if you, you know, wear makeup, um, it gets on your mask, even if you wear lipstick that is matted, doesn't matter. Um, so, (sighs) that part. I will continue to wear my mask until I feel like I'm not, um, until I don't want to wear it. Um, And so we'll see how that works with work and coming in the building. Some people are talking working four tens, um, not being off on Fridays. So pick a day in the week. You can, you want to be off. If that's a choice for me, I'm going to pick. So some, some departments are talking about Four-day work week, you can't take Friday off, and you can't take Monday off, right? Or something like that. So you get Tuesday, Wednesday, uh, and Thursday, you can take off. Um, some of them are talking about doing that and teleworking two days and coming in for two days. I guess they're trying to rotate people in. I, I, I can deal with that if that's a must for me. If not, I will stay with the teleworking at the house. Because that really works for me, right? Um, so we'll see what's going on. Um, it's going to be something. And it's interesting. Texas is opening up on a Wednesday. Y'all know what Wednesday is. Wednesday is happy hour. It, well, it used to be for women, right? Every day is a happy hour somewhere, right? So we'll see how it goes. Um, it's going to be what it's going to be. It's going to happen. It's going to. We're just going to have to see, you know, how things play out. So we'll see. Anyway, so um, that's really all I really have. Like, uh, let me, okay, I do have to say something about this freeze that came through. I said something a little bit about it, but I was, I lost so many outdoor plants that were thriving. I had some uh, ferns that were just thriving, the giant ferns, chow, carnage, carnage, it's out there. Um, but I went to Lowe's to get some potting soil and low, I mean, not Lowe's, Home Depot, and lo and behold, they had a gazillion ferns out there. I was like, what? And my husband was like, Phyllis, what are you doing? I was like, listen, I lost some people. Those were my people, my friends. I lost and I have to replace. They are no longer outdoor people because we don't know what's happening out there anymore. They're going to stay in the house and they will live here. Um, I had a burial today for about six plants. Um, I have four or five more on the outside that have got to go. Um, there is no recovery and um, three outside. I had three ferns outside on my porch, front porch. And as much as I tried to keep them, they just died out too. And I really love ferns. I really do. Um, but, you know, my my inside plants, um, you know, they survived. So there's that. Anyway, so huh, here we go. So I wrote down some things. And I'm just kind of doing a little bit of everything today. Um, you know, my, sometimes your thoughts are all over the place and you just hit, you shoot, move, and communicate. That's what I like to say. That's, those are my military words. Shoot, move, and communicate. You know, do, do whatever. So I was thinking, what if, you know, sometimes what ifs is, are not good to ponder on. But, you know, sometimes you have what ifs, right? So one of my what ifs is, what if, y'all ready? police officers had to live not just in the city in which they police, but in the areas, the neighborhoods. If you police the neighborhood, you had to live in that neighborhood. Mm, That's a little food for thought, isn't it? In a lot of cities, police have to live in the cities. And I get it because you got to get to, you know, whatever's happening or whatever. But if you lived in... The area in which you policed how different would that be? Think about that i 'm not sure uh the amount of black or brown bodies you know um, would possibly you know cease to um, go down in as far as um, as far as dying and things like that but I want to be optimistic and say that would happen, because think about this. If I'm a white police officer, eh, let's just go with Austin. And I'm policing the East Side before gentrification, okay? Um, Because there are still some black people there. Um, I'm going to get to know Pookie. I'm going to get to know some other people in the neighborhood, some of the older people, some of the restaurants. I'm going to eat there and so on and so forth. And so I, I think it changes something in you if that happens. Think about that. If you had to police the area and live in that area, you would have to know your neighbors. I live in a neighborhood, I don't know the name of my neighbors, but I know I can go to some of my neighbors and say, hey, can I get this, that, and the other? Like, they know me, I know them. So think about that. You'll see the children in the neighborhood, and I think it would humanize a lot of black and brown children, um, people, if you're a white police officer or a non-black or brown police officer, and you have to live in a black or brown neighborhood. I think Unless you got a cold soul, (laughs) I think that would humanize people a little bit, you know. Um, And I think that's some food for thought. I think that's something that should be looked at, you know. Um, And I will say this, because sometimes it's very expensive to live in cities, um, in the city. Uh, We live in the suburb of Austin. And we moved here because of we we knew a family who was here and their son and our son our youngest were the same age and so we thought oh he'll know someone and that's where we moved to and now california has <laughs> come to texas and they are buying up everything everything people so anyway what if we if if we had to do that i think more than anything, black and brown people could um, acclimate to that a lot better than um, non-black and brown people going into black and brown neighborhoods. But I think it would help humanize. I, you know, I'm throwing that out there. Maybe somebody can talk to somebody about something and that's an idea that can happen. It's, it's food for thought, definitely, right? And so I'm just throwing that out there. That's a what if. It's a big what if, but it is a what if. Another what if is this, and I've always said this, and this is sports related. I've always said Babe Ruth, um, you know, white, I'm just going to say (laughs) non-black sport, people who play sports, um, records have had to been broken. They cannot be considered um, the greatest because Black people playing in black and Negro leagues and things were not being counted. They're just now coming into play. So um, what if the playing field was level? Some, I, I, I would dare to say a lot of those uh, records would be destroyed. I'm just throwing that out there. I believe that. Um, but what if the playing field was leveled between white people and people of color? What would that look like? Not just in the athletic world, but the academic world, the work world, the schools. Like, I know people think, saying, well, you have affirmative action and you have this, that, and the other. That ain't leveling nothing. That's not leveling at all. But what if the, the field were, were leveled? What <laughs> would that look like? I don't know. It remains to be seen. We're always working toward that. But, you know, there's some one percenters out there saying we cannot let that happen. Uh, and black folks have and, and uh, brown folks have fought and fought. Child, you would think we'd be tired by now. And we are. But again, if we have children and our children's children, we have to teach them how to fight and keep going until it is where we need it to be. So another thing is, what if African-Americans had dual citizenship um, as a way of giving back, part of reparations, that we could have dual citizenship in America and in Africa. And that would be on the U.S. government. I know. I know I'm pushing it. I'm pushing it. But what if? What if that was so? What if, because <laughs> reparations, we don't, we've gone without reparations for a long time. What if for us to get our citizenship over there, they would send us over there, they'd pay for our trip back, they'd pay for our paperwork, all of that. What if, as part of reparations, that would, were to happen? I, I don't know what that would look like, but I'm still fighting for reparations. Um, that will never stop. Um, You know, and what if, here's, here's one, what if we all really didn't see color? Because people say they don't see color, but they lie. Otherwise, you, you, you're getting dressed blindly. You see color. Um, people would like to say that they don't, but the truth ain't in them when they say that. So, but what if we really didn't see color? What if class were were not a divider? No color, no class. We're all the same. What would that look like? Who? I have no idea what that would look like. I'm just throwing out some what ifs. I know some people are like Ch- I can't even imagine that. And we're gonna always see color, and there's always gonna be class, and. Um, you know, it took this long for them to give us our due and here we are still waiting on it and things like this. And they're never going to, um, have police officers to live in the neighborhoods when, in which they police could, it could happen. It could happen. But I'm just saying, what if, what if, here's another one. We all used our superpowers for good and not evil. Mm. We have superpowers. They're called talents and gifts. That's what they are. Those are those things that we're good at, that you don't have to work hard at, because God has given you those things. They're easy for you. I have the gift of gab. It's easy for me, right? Those are, what if those superpowers right there were used for good and not evil? Okay? <laughs> I'm just asking. Uh, what if America was great? as many claim it once was, what would that look like? And we're not talking about white great. <laughs> we're not talking about Trump great. We're not talking about that. What if we were great? What would that look like? What would that look like? Because, you know, the chickens are coming home to roost now. You know, folks in other uh, nations and countries are like, we're not listening to y'all no more. Y'all... I know y'all thought y'all had it going on, but mm mm. Y'all, y'all got some things y'all need to work on. And y'all don't need to help y'all get y'all life together because (laughs) y'all, the America is messed up. North America. They're not even talking about South America. They're talking about North America. Y'all still over there talking about black folks can't have stuff. Y'all still over there letting police shoot black people and brown people. That's, y'all over there still not wanting to equalize and um, make things, you know, good for everybody. So there's that. So I don't know. What would it look like if America was great? I don't know. I don't know. What if we all had health care? What if we all equally had health, the same health care, the same health care, just good stuff, the good stuff, you know, where you don't have to pay all them copays? I'm just saying, what if, what if, what if <laughs> that's, that, what if when people got older, they didn't have to go to the doctor so much? I've, I, ooh, I just came up with that one, y'all. Because I'm gonna tell you something. As people get older, they go to the doctor, those all you your parents be like, baby, I got an appointment on Monday. I got one on Tuesday. I'm gonna see the eye doctor on Wednesday. I'm gonna see the rheumatologist on on Friday. And on Thursday, I got to go see uh, uh my liver doctor. And then I got the uh on Saturday got an open clinic and what if we didn't have to do all that? What if we just grew our food like it's supposed to be grown and we wouldn't need all that medicine? I'm just throwing out the what ifs, what ifs, what ifs. What if that were possible? What if all schools had all of the resources they needed, all the teachers that, that they needed, and everyone was excited about school? The children, The administrators, the teachers, what if that was possible? Now, y'all know that's possible, right? (laughs) It just ain't happening. What if it was? It's a lot of what ifs. It's a lot of what ifs, you know. Um, But I think when you have all these what ifs, you know, if all these what ifs were in place, then America could be great, right? If we were kind to one another all the time. I know that sound like we had the Stepford Wives and all that stuff. What if discrimination <laughs> was really a crime that was punishable? What about that? What if being discriminatory was punishable by law? Now, I will say this. It, it can go into your pocket, but you got to prove it. You got to prove it. Proving discrimination is not an easy task. Unless you hear people say it, record it, and sometimes child i would I would say, even that is hard sometimes, because we saw George uh, Floyd die, and still his his guy's out on bond. I'm just saying, what if what if what if it was punishable? What if it was a crime to be discriminatory? toward black and brown people or people who um, the states deem as minorities. What if? What if? I'm just asking some what if questions, you know what I mean? There's a lot of things out there that's, um, you know, I'm I'm pretty optimistic most of the time. And I don't like to really think on the negative, you know, a lot. Eh, I don't like that in my spirit. I don't. I don't have room for all that. I don't have room for negativity. Um, I shoot, move, and communicate. If I feel like I have been offended, <laughs> I deal with that uh, very quickly because I don't like carrying um, anger and foolishness in my body. You know, um, our bodies are not designed for that. Well, mine is not, and so you know, I don't appreciate that. But I just want to know what people think about. What if we had some what ifs? You know, I don't want to hear about Debbie Dahmer's. You know, we got a lot of folks say, child, that ain't going to never happen. This ain't going to never happen. They said, they said a lot of things that wasn't going to ever happen. And uh, some things have happened. Slowly, but they're happening, right? And so we have to sometimes be very optimistic about the what ifs. Because they could happen. They could happen. Um, But what would it take for them to happen? You know, there's always this force that is willing to uh, fight against that which is right. And so what if, what if all those things I talked about, what if those things could happen? What would this world look like? What would this United States look like. And, you know, I think it's interesting. See, I just, I I heard me say something and I said, we call it the United States. Yet each state has its own laws. Of course, you know, the federal government governs some things, but a lot of states have their own things. And, you know, they do their own things. Texas, Lord Jesus. Yes, yes, yes. But I'm just asking what if? What if some of the things that I said could come to fruition? What would this world, what was this United States really look like if we had police officers to stay in the live in the areas that they police, right? If the playing field was level? If African Americans had dual citizenship in the Americas and in Africa, and what if we really didn't see color? and what if class was not a divider? What if we used our superpowers for good and not evil? What if America was great, like really great not 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 Trump great, right? just really great? What if we all had that equal Healthcare. What if, what if all schools and teachers and administrators had everything that they need at every school? People were excited for school. My God, let me tell y'all something, just in my spirit, just at that moment, think about that. Now, let me tell you something. That's the craziest thing ever for us not to have everybody receive a great education. Because it's not even about one another. It's not about black kids, white kids, different neighborhoods or anything like that. That's world stage stuff. And what I mean by that is the more and the better we educate our children, the more they can do in the world. You, like we over here fighting each other and China over there building up an empire <laughs> in Africa and in China. Um, People are doing different things. Countries are doing things. And we are over here fighting foolishness. Foolishness. Will America ever be like great? Will they ever? Or will we just keep fighting? Will we (laughs) take some time to... Build up our school systems so that our children can be great and stop discriminating against who gets the good books, who gets the good curriculum, who gets this or that. Ooh, I just had another thought. What if, ooh, so this month is Women's Month, right? What if women, last month was Black History Month, right? What if, <laughs> let's, let's talk about this, what if. <sighs> Instead of us having a Women's Month and a Black History Month, how about we just have a History Month? And how about we talk about different women throughout history, period, as we're teaching um, in the school system? What if we incorporated women and black people, Lord Jesus, and Hispanic people and Asian people? What? What if we just do that? What if we just do that which is right that which makes sense what if we do that you know how big that is you know how much <laughs> how much power that is apparently we don't really know how much power that is stop separating us you don't have to give us a month or whatever just learn our history stop lying about what the what the truth is stop lying and tell the truth. Tell the truth about women. Tell the truth about what, what black folks have done. Tell the truth about the Hispanic race, the Asian race, the Indian. Listen, tell the truth about the white race and whatever has happened. Listen, listen. That's all I'm saying. So, listen, y'all. I know I gave you a lot to chew on. Um, but, I just, you know, I have some thoughts every now and again. You know. But I like to always think about, you know, what if we could be better than than we are, you know, and we can do that individually, yes, but even individually, um, at some point, we have to come together as a whole to be better and to do better, Um, and so, listen, I just want us to be better. Again, as always, we are better together than we are apart. And so, listen. Don't y'all go around hurting nobody, not even yourself. This is Miss Ruff signing out for the Rough Life.